This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Welcome to the workroom, your weekly digest of all things drag race. I'm James. And I'm Keen, and thank you for joining us in our first episode in the workroom. It's it's I'm comfy here. I've made made it my home. I'm cozy. I've moved in. I'm happy with where I am. I'm not keeping up with rent payments, so who knows how long I'll stick around. <laughs> I've unpacked my wigs up against one of the walls. I've written on the mirrors and lipstick. It's <laughs> Beautiful. Um, but yeah, exciting to start a new chapter. And before we get into it, though, we should, we should do some housekeeping, because if you're listening to this on the main feed... Uh, but this is the this is the show which will from next week on be inhabiting our premium feed space over on headstuffpodcast.com so if you want to come and join us in the workroom every week you can head over there and sign up um, and what 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 are we going to be doing here Keen? what's happening yeah so on this week's episode we will be sharing our thoughts on the first episode of Holland uh, so this is kind of where our space is. We're going to be dissecting some of the more international formats of the show going forward. We're going to be taking in your listener comments. You've been letting us know what you think about Snatch Game and just also six overall. So we'll be sharing them with you. And we'll be chatting about the head-to-heads that we have going on over on our stories on Sissy Pod on Instagram. And uh, I'm quite excited because we got a we got quite a bit of feedback from people when we asked about their opinions on the most recent episode and a very impassioned uh, defense of the OG Snatch Game by voice memo, which we're really excited to get. So actually, if you're listening here and you have a strong opinion on anything to do with Drag Race, get on over to Instagram, send us a voice memo, and let us hear exactly what you're th- what you're thinking, and then we can. We can have a chat about it next week. Cool. Well, let's kick it off. So, James, straight in. Holland, Series 2, the premiere. What are your thoughts? Okay, here we go. Full disclosure, wasn't excited. Really wasn't. Had... Like literally put off watching it because I was like, oh god, oh. um, just because like last last season I I did enjoy it overall, but it wasn't the best, and it all was obviously and like production challenges fed into that quite a bit. I think they like were trying to do it in a very trying circumstance. They were trying to like put it together very quickly. They were trying to do it while like the queens were like managing kind of social all the rest of those different things, um, but. The second I put it on and I heard Fred, I was like, oh, I like this. Oh, I like this. Oh, I'm happy. I like this. So very quick turnaround. I, I First impression of the episode as a whole, I really enjoyed it. I thought the queens were a really high caliber. The outfits were a massive step up from, from last year. I think that they have found their stride a bit in terms of the, the hosting of the show. I like the new judging panel. So good. Excited. Yeah, I have to say I felt a similar level of excitement straight off the bat, but it wasn't it wasn't even when I got to see Fred. It was seeing RuPaul on that sort of galactic navy and purple and pink background. I was like, <laughs> oh, this feels like an event. And yeah, it just kind of <laughs> felt like I was just so excited. I, I began thinking, I was like, maybe this is the UK two step up that, you know, the franchise needed. Mm. Now, after watching it, I don't think it's going to get to the high heights of UK too but it definitely does feel like a level up and I think the choice to go with a talent show in episode one was a good choice yeah I, I think so as well um and like they 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 seem to have like 
done a good job in casting it. There's a good mix of queens. Um, and yeah, I think it's like taking the the uh, the talent show out of the out of the all stars forum and putting it into these these sort of um, these shows. I think is quite good because it is an interesting challenge. You get a variety of people doing a variety of things, and I think that with the international versions, you're not going to see as many people just singing a song or doing kind of an elaborate dance room. You get a more of an actual cabaret feeling because like yeah. there were some real proper skills on display today mm. yeah absolutely and, and uh, before we actually get into the talent show necessarily I, I thought it was actually quite interesting that they've gone for some older queens like i think they accounted at least three if not four queens over 40 which is a rare thing in the u.s version of drag race to get a queen over 40. Uh, absolutely you know tempest du jour you're in your right mrs Casha davis mm. you're in your right like you don't you don't see them sticking around there was a couple of maxi shields wandering in um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah actually though who like instant in first impression what were the the three queens that you were just like okay right i'm excited to see what they do okay on entrance uh my favorite look when i saw it and by the end of it was my little poony i thought she looked fantastic i just thought it was so good i loved the color palette the blue and the pink um i then went on to really like the look of the countess even though i hated her opening line if your eyes linger any longer i'll have to charge you rent i was like <laughs> the countess we're living in a red pressure zone here that is triggering <laughs> and then just vanessa van cartier i still i just think she looks like this wise performer who's been around a while and will have a lot of skills up their sleeves so they were the three who struck me originally but actually as the episode went on keita minaj no Keta Minaj, excuse me, I have to get their name right, is actually one of my favourites now. And I love that Keta Minaj, My Little Pony, Friendship and Bond. I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with those two. They're the exes. Is that the a, exes. That's a yeah. first. We'll talk about that in a second. But I, similar, I, Vanessa Van Cartier, uh, Love, was it Love, Love Mississi? Um, oh yeah, Love yeah, Mississi yeah. and Vivaldi were the three for me who just like okay. kind of captured me. Now Vivaldi, I think that it was like a bit of like a crystal method throwback. Um, yeah, in the it look, was those those long yeah. sleeves, right? Um, but no, I I just I thought kind of filling that that um that Chelsea boy moment. Uh, I also really loved My Little Pony though, I, and to be honest with you, Tabitha, like written in my notes here, I just have beside Tabitha's name most of them is like a description of what they were wearing. But beside Tabitha, I just say yes, old queen <laughs> even though she's only like three years older than like my little booty or something but maybe she smokes or something because she looks more i thought you were going to say even though she's only three years older than me yeah. <laughs> which actually i'm not sure how old she is so she may well be i'm not sure um, uh, you, uh, you haven't cr- passed the crest of no i haven't i haven't so crested that hill yeah, i have the 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 one who bored me the most was ivy elise i well, was she is coming in with a legacy, I think, which is going to be interesting to see, you know, this Abby Abby Envy trio is, is completed. The Bulbasaur to the Charmander and Squirtle is finally here. It's interesting to I, see how they do. I, I, I don't think that there's going to be any kind of a matching up. But based purely on the fact that when you walk, like based exclusively on your open using a Disney quote as your opening line. I'm like, <laughs> that doesn't tell me an awful lot about your kind of like level of originality. Also, as we spoke about at some point relatively recently, I, I can't remember when it was or who it was that we were talking about. I'm tired of gays doing Ursula references. I'm tired of it. It is like done to death. If you're going to do it, it needs to be better than Darian Lake. 
Yeah. That's all no, I'm that saying. That's true. But I did think she had the biggest transformation from entrance look to runway look. Now, the club kid wasn't from middle of the road to terrible. (laughs) (laughs) But I was looking at her, I was like, I don't even, I can't, like, I can't even picture this sort of fishy mermaid lady you came in as, because it was this, like, really sort of chunky club kid. It was, I liked her from the waist up, but yeah, it wasn't great overall. But yeah, who, who did you, who did you, who impressed you the most in the talent show? I have to come back very quickly to be like, because it wouldn't be an episode of Sissy Da Pod if I didn't come for Jan, but Reggie B's like a ride out of drag but that that was a full-on like guy like first time in drag impersonator going like jan impersonator that's all i got from it but that, that's abby and my god's daughter didn't they say that in the episode oh yeah that is true which you can kind of see they're kind of like abby is kind of like a bit of a like a brazilian jan in a way like they, they i think they carry a lot of traits in their sort of aesthetic and their presentation yeah okay well Still, purple hair and a purple boring outfit by Jan. Groundbreaking. Groundbreaking. But I think there was a lot, I think there is a lot of that sort of like leathery kink wear in European, like mainland Europe drag. And you see a lot of it in the talent show, like with the pole dancing and the magic and stuff. So it it did really, like when I was watching that show, I was like, I feel like I'm in a warehouse in, you know, Rotterdam watching this. Like it did feel very of its place. Yeah, I, I would completely agree. Absolutely. <laughs> I loved how they brought back the the season one queens for their runway. Mm. For their I wish runway they got to say something other than hold those tacky signs. Oh my God. I have to say one of the funniest things in the entire episode was when, was it uh, the Countess was doing the piano and like Mama Queen like really politely raised the sign that said work. I was like, <laughs> But like sort of mouthing it quietly. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, work Mozart! <laughs> you slay Beethoven. Beethoven. Anyway. Back off. Anyway. <laughs> I, what's your, actually, before we even, I know I've jumped to the talent show, but we'll jump back a bit. I actually really liked Fred's casual vibe of just sort of sauntering through the workroom, being like, oh, girls, what are you doing over here? Oh, hey, how are you doing? Like, I quite like that for him. Yeah, and do you know what it really highlighted to me was the, like, the kind of confidence and ability to hold a conversation that Mm. Supreme never really managed to get on Drag Race Spain. I really, like, I I really enjoyed Supreme. I thought that, like... I, like there, there's a there's a lovely maternal quality or something but like there was there wasn't like you get a sense of sort of this is a person of authority with fred that i really liked mm. and i did like kind of getting into the conversation and kind of like teasing out the drama a little bit in the way that like like when it was i can't when it was the two who are the exes and like one yeah, of them was like oh Queenie i'd and yeah K- and one of them was like oh i'd be happy to see them win and i was like oh does that mean you're not going to th- win yourself which is an exact play out of the rupaul thing of like i'm mm. taking this nice thing you said and turning it around to like freak the shit out of you because now you think you're after putting yourself down like i, I really enjoyed that workroom thing yeah. oh i needed to mention about juicy couture because this is very important so juicy couture uh, sponsor uh, sort of inspired by britney kim kardashian and paris hilton and Paris Hilton followed me on Twitter today. What? <laughs> yes. Because you were tweeting Cooking with Paris. Yes. Oh, wow. That is that is very important. Let's so, just yes. end the episode there. <laughs> Ask her to come on the podcast. Now you can DM her. I will. Yeah, I can definitely DM her assistant who manages her Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> 
Get the assistant on. <laughs> but anyway, that fact is more impressive than anything that Juicy Couture did in this episode. So... <laughs> Yeah, what a mean segue for poor Juicy. If Juicy's listening, she's like, oh, yes. Oh, exciting. Oh, I'm going to get a mention. Oh, no. Uh, did you think, though, in drag, I didn't recognize this last year, but in drag, Fred looks like Bag of Chips. Oh, no. No, no. Like, Bag of Chips has elevated the look recently. I mean, by recently, I mean, like, in the last, like, year and a half since you run Drag Race. I think Fred looks much more, like, elegant and... Like I mean, find. shape of face and coloring. I see like daddy bag of chips. Have a look at it next week. We'll talk okay. about it next week's episode. Uh, <laughs> daddy chips, aka Fred. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So let's get into the talent show. Who impressed you the most? Um, I so I I can't decide where I stood in Vivaldi's burlesque. It was a bit sloppy and a bit messy, and I don't think it was humorous enough for it to be funny. So, but I sort of appreciated what she was doing, and I think it's like if you hadn't seen the likes of Roxy Andrews or Ben de la Creme do something kind of similar, you might have been a bit more forgiving. But I did overall enjoy. That was one of the ones I I enjoyed the yeah. the most. I said fun, but only okay. Yeah, uh, I loved the magic show. I thought it was brilliant. And da, 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 what was the other one that I had? Oh yeah, love Massey. As as those songs go, I was like, so was it Puni did the? Um, oh yeah, Puni's pole, d- pole dancing. Pole I was like, this is what Shea Coulee wished that she did on All Stars Five. Mm. Like this is the performance she wished she had given. Um, but yeah, so I think uh, that arguably those... maybe even better than Scarlett Adams. I think possibly the best pole we've seen so far. I I I, I, w- I would say so. Um, I think who was there was two of them who did. Yeah, so Reggie B did that awful, terrible, like, joke yeah. of your original <laughs> song. Really yeah. bad. And then Love Massey, I actually really... Or Love Missis, Love Mississi, I need to get that right. Um, I really enjoyed. I thought that song was actually really good. And I have to... I, just, like, her drag throughout the entire episode was stellar. Mm. In that performance, like, the the way that, the, like, the t- there was all the layers of fabric in the trousers, so that when she was, like, able to kick her legs, it created this, like, big like flowing fabricy thing I, I was just this is brilliant yeah i would have had love messy see in the top now over vivaldi i thought they uh, they really did send her to me i liked vanessa's i suppose like in terms of what was actually on stage it was a bit simple. yeah I, 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 I you know a gripping message for the minute that was there i, w- I wanted to know what was going to happen I just, this is this is going to sound like maybe this is going to actually we should go back to talk about that thing that chat in the workroom the kind of like this the old switcheroo between Tabitha and Fred and um, and Victoria I felt that there was a a lack of clarity over like ex- exactly what the message was in that like it was kind of just a like was it to do with being trans was it to do with being a drag queen like i and i know that i'm being like i wanted an obvious symbol of like a mm. trans flag or like an actual reference to an issue because I, I or else i wanted it to be so powerful that it was like mariah's thing on all stars 5 where it was like this is kind mm. of like really strongly referencing a like a something that a is movement. like making because if because i just like in terms of making a point you need to be really obvious about what the point you're making is. And I don't feel like that was really... 
Well, like I think I it was freedom as a concept, like a very high concept. Yes. Yeah, no. That's that was my problem with it. I was like, this is like some kind of, you know, first year art school drama project, you know? <laughs> you know? And I was like, you know, call out the thing you're calling out. You know, say specifically what it is you're talking about, just for the viewer to be able to like understand it. And and then also like that gives that encourages someone maybe to go and like read more about the experience of trans performers in the drag scene or that encourages people to find out more about the issues. Whereas in this, I was kind of like, yeah. I got the impression some of the words were edited out. I don't think they were, any of them were as, as specific as what you're saying because I think they would have been left in. I also was like, the cage is too big for her. You yeah. Know, cage just need to be that big. She spent but too long in, in the cage as well. In, in terms of, as a concept, as freedom as a rose, it's just out of reach for some people. I think it's quite nice. I was like, oh yeah, you know, I like that. Somebody who I think was lucky to avoid the bottom was Tabitha. Now, I mean, I've watched a lot of Strictly in my time. That was a messy salsa. That was a messy I completely, salsa. I completely agree. I was, uh, I was, like, I was expecting humor, or I was expecting like a gag of some kind, or a reveal, or mm. something to like make it more than just like a, a sloppy kind of Grand Canaria show bar sort of cha cha. With like yeah. it, like it was it, like it where did the man come from? Where yeah, the, <laughs> did uh, no. she bring him? Was he one of the dancers who had learned salsa? <laughs> I was like, what is this? The the one that I had, what's a flag twirling thing called? I can't remember. There's like a name for it. Yeah, I just called it flags. Well, anyway, I just remember this is poor old Ivy. I remember many years ago, like many many years ago, um, I was at a a post Pride party. Um, and there was a person there who's like, who's like, a, you know, like when someone's like a really sincere person to the point where it's uncomfortable. Um, and they had walked up near the top of the fried flag parade and they had like, they had had the, the like, they had had those flags and they had like walked all the way from like the Gardens of Remembrance around to Marion Square or wherever that was. So it was pretty, oh, no, it wasn't Marion Square, it was down in. I can't remember what I was finishing up. I was up in Christchurch at the time doing this thing and they were like giving this impassioned speech about like how they never stopped. They never stopped. They did it the whole way. But like it was like they were like trying to imbue it with this like real meaning of like I never stopped. I did it the whole way. I was showing. I was there for my community. I twirled those flags. I twirled those flags that full three kilometers. I never stopped. Not even at the traffic lights. And I was just like when I saw that I just now whenever I see those flags I think of that sincere person and they never stopped they never stopped not even they're once still doing they're it. still doing it well they stopped to get a drink afterwards <laughs> Do you know, like I saw Ivy and I was like okay look that is a bit of talent but I needed more like it was a bit boring and the same with Countess I'm like that is definitely a skill but I think like I wanted her to to break into playing Sissy that walk on, on I completely agree yeah you know completely like, agree. Give, make, make this a bit more you know drag make it a bit more fun make it a bit more TV make it a bit more now so but I thought they were both safe I would no, I think Ivy definitely did it in the bottom. But Countess, I, was, I wasn't I was really, like, obviously, like, gorgeous. But I just was sort of thinking, like, you know, obviously a very, very impressive talent, a skill that, like, they've spent an enormous amount of time learning how to do well. But, like, you kind of said it there. It's like, this is a drag show. Drag is about being over the top. It's about being kind of rambunctious and sort of, you know, opulent. So, like, absolutely, like, show us that sort of, you know, refined kind of side of things but you need to like elevate it to a place where it becomes like entertainment like beyond for like a drag audience and i just felt like everyone like kind of like everyone was 
just sort of clapping because you kind of are like, oh, well, we, we know we can't say anything bad about that because it was objectively really good and we're not the people who should be. But I, I'm I'm yeah. like, no, I have not rude. the countess. The countess has not wowed me. I'm reserving interest based on like based on the gaggery of the queens who just at her necklace. I think she's going to have a lot to say. And I liked her. Her dom- okay, her, no, actually, her dominatrix was, was a bit basic, um, but I think she will turn it. I maybe I got very Miss Fame vibes off her. Um, mm. But Miss Fame was a great character, like yeah. But that like Miss Fame had like Miss. I guess I'll need to get to know her more. There yeah. we go. I'll yeah. say there it. we go. That's I, won't, I won't. I won't. I won't <laughs> write her off just yet. Um, in terms of the runway looks, my favourite were Love Masisi. I loved, I thought it was a totally different interpretation of the challenge Soul Train via Studio 54. And then my two faves, uh, My Little Poonie and Kenna Minaj. They were my, I was like, girls, you're slaying it. I'm with you all the way. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'd also give a shout out to Vivaldi, who I thought that like gorgeous sort of like 1920s interpretation of like with the pink and everything. I thought that was beautiful. Yeah. yeah. What um, do we think of Tabitha's boob a balloon? Like she looked like the, the that balloons was from up. Bad. Like, that was pure bad. bad. And the salsa was bad. And I was like, this is a poopy poison, you know, free pass for the first episode because yeah. you're going to be a character later on. I was like, I can see that straight away. I was... I've said it before in the podcast. I was like, Dua, I've, I loved Future Nostalgia, but it gets to a point, I think, when songs haven't played for over a year that you're like, I need a break from it. And to hear Physical again, I was Who, like, where, oh, had this, where, where has it been? Was it on U, US? No, Laganja and Trinity K. Bonet was Physical. Oh my God, you're absolutely right. Uh, I do think that, and maybe this is that they like they don't have as much of a kind of a heritage of pop music, but I just think kind of <laughs> what's worked for Spain and Canada has been picking like, you know, songs that are yeah. of the area. And I would much prefer to have seen that. Esme Denter's out of here. That'd be classic. Yeah. I don't know that. I don't know her, but... I'll agree, you know? And I'm sure they have their own Dutch pop, pop songs as well. Yeah. But yeah, that's what one. So, Kate Minaj wins. I think that was justifiable. Uh, yeah, I think I think this is... I think they're going to do big things, but I suppose I've already said that. So, I'm excited overall. I think it's a good start of the season. Yeah, it opened itself up really well. Um, the, the, the contestants seem strong, like, and I think the... Like, they haven't fixed all of the production issues. No. But, like, they definitely are, like, streaks ahead of where they were last season. And mm. I do think, like, as I've said every time I've mentioned this, like, last season, obviously, they were, like, under massive production constraints. So I don't even think necessarily that the kind of, like, issues that they had last time were their own fault. It, it was it was just an issue of circumstance. They've brought it a long way this time. I think if there's a season three, who knows? Maybe we'll get who, sound yeah. quality that isn't echoey. <laughs> also... With the exception of Seder Jean, I felt Envy Prue walked out there and was like, I am leagues above everybody else. Like, mm, I thought yeah. she looked so much better than everybody else. I thought Seder Jean looked second best. The rest, I was like, guys, you phoned it in. Uh, I, I liked... No, no, I disagree. But I agree and disagree in that I think you're absolutely right. I think that Envy Prue walked out there and she was like, I'm a queen who is competing on the same level as like other Rue girls. And... Yeah, um, I thought that Chelsea Boy brought something really fun and interesting and different and very much their own brand, which I which I thought was really like 
was great. Like there was no kind of, you know, I'm going to just come out there and work. Like it was very much a statement of this is who I am. And I thought this, that, that was really good that, that, that they did that. I wasn't as keen on Cedric Jean's look, but definitely Cedric Jean had, you know, m- more, more sort of personality. Mm, yeah that face love that big old campy face uh, so let us know what you thought of the first episode of Drag Race Holland we'd love to hear your thoughts we've been having some of your thoughts over the week do you want to share with us some of the listener comments we've had this week not specifically about Drag Race Holland obviously this no is just about, this is general, about, about, oh, just general. well someone had commented that we are seeing the ginger is rising mm. over on the um, over on All Stars and I have to be honest with you like I kind of I, I have been on a journey with Miss Minge since since season seven. I wasn't so sure when she came back for All-Stars 2. She phoned it in a bit. Obviously, she was very second-guessy, questioning herself. Has come into this competition so full of... Like, we saw one moment where she was in the bottom where there was kind of a bit of a second-guessing kind of starting to enter the, the chat. But Trinity slapped it out and was like, no, you need to calm down, bitch. And I, I think that this is slowly turning into her competition to lose. Yeah, I mean, I kind of thought she was going to win from the start, but it, and it was looking a bit ropey for a while because she hadn't got a win under her belt, but it seems like she's peaking at the right time. I think somebody like Raja has probably peaked too soon and they haven't been able to follow it up with a win. But um, yeah, I, it looks like, uh, for me, it's still a Ginger Trinity final two. If such a thing exists. Yeah, I mean, I had very much got my money on a Ginger Eureka final two uh, at the very beginning, but I think that Eureka just hasn't managed, unfortunately, to get to the... And, like, earlier on in the competition, you could make excuses for Eureka and kind of say, oh, well, like, she kind of did deserve to be in the top here, or if there had been two winners, maybe she would have. But as it comes down to it now, like, you know, she deserved to be safe last week that's where she deserved to be and it's like she 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 has to win next week or else she goes home like i think that's that's that we said that on the main episode yeah. um, no, i think you're right I think you're and i think right. as well like judging by the fact that the comments we got this week this week through the the chat box and instagram she didn't come up once like we had a couple of people talk about raja we did talk, a couple of people talk about actually Sneak. one person said she did a bad job at divine actually so the only one comment that we got was negative <laughs> yeah do you know yeah actually that's true i disagree with that though i do think that yeah. that her, her divine was and really actually good. i rewatched it since last episode and i actually focused on her because i think the last time i was focusing on raja and pandora and i got to see some of the of what was good about her that i think i missed last time so well, on the topic of Divine in Snatch Game, we got a voice memo from uh, someone answering the question that Jen Morris asked on her Instagram and asked us, which was, which is better, OG Snatch Game or Snatch Game of Love? Okay, hi. So, I prefer the OG Snatch Game because I do not like the love aspect of Snatch Game of Love. I like the, when, the, like when the questions are random, like they can go anywhere. And I like it when RuPaul's ask, asking them because, like, RuPaul is like an encyclopedia of references and everything. And RuPaul is very good at building up a joke and building up somebody. I mean, I don't really like the Snatch Game of Love, but like, I guess it's fine. Like, I will survive with it. Like, I guess you can't really do much with a Snatch Game of Love. For example, like, I think, like, Pandora would have fared much better in the OG Snatch Game. But like, hey, maybe she wouldn't. 
who knows that was Heli Yeva Cola there uh, sharing with us their thoughts on Snatch Game and actually Jen Morris put a poll up on her Instagram after the episode and I just got her to message us the results here it's close 51% voted for OG Snatch Game. So it's a lot more beloved than I thought it was Snatch Game or Love. I thought everyone thought it was pretty trash. I, like, as I said when we were chatting Saturday, I would be of the opinion that it definitely gives an opportunity for a closer look at the Queens. I definitely agreed with what was said about kind of the the questions in the, like, the Snatch Game of Love context limiting where a person can go so in yeah. one way while it kind of gives more attention to you you're, you're also more limited in what you can do at that space and time or else you need to be very creative to take the character to like the place you need to go in order to be funny like i mm. definitely would agree with that but you know like i i don't know i suppose i could see if they wanted to freshen it up and like take it to a more sort of generic place it could almost be like a three-person chat show kind of like a graham norton jonathan ross style of you know couch affair where they sit and they're like they're being asked questions by rue and they have to like come up with scenarios whatever so that could be a way of kind of like reducing that but ultimately i do enjoy it limerick lassie wrote to us and said i could have listened to ginger and kylie all day a double win for me they both deserved it. I think that's fair. And actually, I think I was saying to you after we finished recording last week that I feel like if this series was in the old format with a double win, I think it would actually feel really different. And then I took that idea and like couldn't get it out of my head. So I did I did a bit of an analysis of what each week would have looked like if we had two winners. If I take it through all eight episodes, Yara would have won twice but gone home. Raja would have won twice. Kylie would have won three times. Trinity would have won three times. Ginger would have won three times. Jan would have won once. And Eureka would have won twice. Which would make this a lot evener playing field at this point than it is now. And I just would... I, I'm so interested to see what that alternate narrative looks like and going to this last episode. Yeah, I, I do. And I think I, I think as well that, like, pe- you know, there's a greater opportunity for, for people to pull ahead. There's also, like, I think more invested in the lip sync for your legacy or the yeah, mm-hmm. lip sync for legacy. When you have the... Um, when you have the the other or when when you have the two winners and you're both lip syncing to potentially win the money now i do think that on this season that like that lip sync assassin format has really come into its own and Mm. they've managed to get some like really fantastic performances and i think what they've done is clever is that they're picking people who like wouldn't want to necessarily come back to the show or who need to be reintroduced to the audience before they could come back to the show who kind of almost do have something to prove yeah. So, like, I think by having the likes of the Ganja, Jessica Wilde, you know, like, I think, that in my view, the only weak choice in the lip sync assassins over the course of this season probably was Heidi and Closet. But I feel the last three weeks, Mayhem, Alexis, Heidi led us to. I nah. no, I was very glad that Alexis was there for that double reveal, because I think that she has the personality and the, the kind of. Yeah, you know, but she had did she the, do the, a good lip sync. Not really. I think I preferred her look. <laughs> but no, that he didn't like her lip sync. <laughs> if I told you, go, oh, I think she performed well and you were like, I liked what she was wearing. I mean, that that's damning with faint praise. <laughs> Speaking of, of performances, over on our Instagram page, Pod, we've been doing some head-to-heads with some of the RuPaul songs uh, over the years. Um, have you been surprised by any of the results? No, I would say not really. 
Like I've I've been seeing like all of the the ones that I have been invested in. I I think that I just have very obvious choices. Like obviously, mm. Kitty Girl is going. Like I think that in my view, this whole thing would come down to Kitty Girl versus UK Hun. That Which is interesting. It. I would have thought it would have been UK Hun and Reggie Rochu would have been the top two. I'm kind of like I'm new. Kitty Girl would do well, but she's like. Demolishing her way through the competition, yeah. She is, slaying. and I mean, like I, I don't, I, I can't remember what way the the like the feed in from the opposite side is. Like I don't know. So is 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 um UK Hun over on that side, or is it going to have to be? Is it going to play out in the semis? It looks like the yeah UK Hun will probably end up taking on Kitty Girl. Reggie Rochu will probably take on uh, Break Up Bye Bye. Oh, see, I could see it being a. A, a, like a UK a UK Hun break up bye bye finale. Oh, really? I just don't rate break up bye bye at all. <laughs> like it's good, but like I would have chosen some of the other ones over it. Like, I mean, of the ones that like are my like my favorite ones. Category is I, I like a little bit. I'm, I love American. Is, yeah. American is probably one of my favorites as well. Um. But Kitty Girl, Kitty Girl and UK, Kitty Girl is actually a song that like consistently since it came out several years ago, I have listened to. Mm. And like, I love the, like, I love the, the Trixie Mattel uh, acoustic version of it, which is really good, you know. So I think it's like, it crosses the boundary from kind of like this sort of shtick into like good, good music. And I think that UK Hun kind of does that as well, but I think it's going to benefit from the fact that it's more recent more memeable yeah oh it was such a moment like on the internet uk hun was in a way that i uh, for me none of the us ones were and maybe that's just because we consume more british media i i don't think that the american songs ever trans translate like i think that because the uk is smaller you're able to kind of have a deeper cultural impact almost with something like that so like like even for comic relief bbc radio one were getting getting dads to become drag queens and do verses to UK Hun. Like, and again, like maybe some LA radio stations doing the same thing. We just don't see it over here. I, see, I wouldn't think so though, because I do, like, I think there's a very different style and a very different way. Like, the, like I think that people take things a bit more, I don't know, too seriously in America, that there's less campery, which is what you need in order to like engage in that like campiness of the, the way that UK songs, but, and that's why I think the UK ones have probably also let's not lie the uk and ireland love a fucking novelty song yeah we like we fucking love a novelty song <laughs> we do we love novelty. <laughs> and these are all novelty songs in a way i guess yeah. for, for songs that i didn't expect so much love like phenomenon um didn't win against reggie rochu but like it did better than i expected Our, it to. that was that was one of the ones where i really struggled because i love that phenomenon song like i really really enjoy it um utica's verse in particular i love but um the other one that i know has been doing very very well that i think has taken you by surprise is i'm that bitch which is yeah like, excellent like I, I enjoy that one as well, but uh, it seems to be slaying the competition more than I expected. And the same with A Little Bit of Love and To The Moon, the two kind of UK finale ones. I kind of just overlooked them because the girl group's challenge songs were so good that I was like, ah, we don't need another one at this point. To but, The Moon, I definitely rate as like kind of like solid. I, I don't think A Little Bit of Love was as good. 
But funny because when, because I've been doing all the videos, the one that sticks in my head repeatedly now is a little bit of love, and it it might creep into more regular listening after this head to head. So it's hard to know. So that's pretty much it for this week's workroom. And um, for all you main feeders, I hope you hope this has wetted your whistle. And if you want to hear more, head over to headstuffpodcast.com and subscribe, and you'll be able to hear us chat about this and other sort of format changes over the next few weeks it's it's just more of a casual spot where we can discuss things discuss your interact with you guys a bit more and yeah just kind of have more time to do our thing delve deep into it and i think if i'm correct is that next week we have a recap of or we have a a review of death becomes her we have a we have a we have a we did we did a, an amazing review of Death Becomes Her with Brian Lloyd from Entertainment.ie, mm-hmm. which will be really fun to to jump back into because we recorded it a little while ago, um, so that'll be dropping in the premium feed next Wednesday. So yeah. make sure you head on over there to catch that as well. Exactly. Yeah. So in this space, we'll be able to kind of just kind of flex the format, tip our toe in some more drag race adjacent things uh, that, you know, we don't have time for in the main feed. So if that sounds like your cup of tea, head on over. Uh, But yeah, until then, for everyone who's listening, we'll be back with you on Saturday for the next episode of All Star 6. We're hoping to have another drag uh, Rue girl on with us, a drag race alum. Um, but we won't say any more than that in case they don't show we've been let down before we have (laughs) (laughs) right we're gonna go and clean these mirrors we'll talk to you soon goodbye this show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network a hub for the creative and the curious shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.